back to the We'll Be Right podcast. This is Sarah. And this is Hannah. We're so excited to be back with you guys today. Um, we are clinking with glasses that have the word home and our respected states on them. Yeah, it's kind of a good lead into what we'll be talking about today, so it's very fitting. Um, but if you've noticed on our Instagram and our TikTok pages, we've been posting some photos um, and videos of us making drinks. Making drinks. Yeah, we've been posting some reels. And I now have a home North Carolina cup, courtesy of Kelly Lit Tower. Cheers, Mom. It's That so cheers is for cute. you. Oh. <laughs> Um, Hannah, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been really good. Mostly, I have been absolutely loving the feedback on our last episode. Mm. Lots of bits of it, but my my absolute favorite has been the feedback on the hip hip hooray <laughs> uh, culture quirk that I brought up last week. Uh, who knew we were stepping into such deep controversy? I know. So many people have messaged me about it, too, being like, I didn't realize this was... Like, I, people didn't realize that other people did not participate in this. Like, I've had a lot of friends from the UK be like, wait, what? You don't do this in the oh. States? And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a UK thing. Uh, probably. Probably. What in Australia is not a UK thing? <laughs> Honestly. Um, so my favorite message that we've gotten so far has been from somebody who follows us and we are friends with in real life. Mm. And um, she messaged our Instagram account to tell me that her husband is a hip hip Hooray-er. Oh my gosh. But that he stops after two No! Now this is what I'm talking about. But this man isn't, it's not accidental chaos that he's creating. He's mm. very intentional. On, very on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, very intentional. Anyways, so. He also, been, he's not a very chaotic not person. strike me. It no. seems like it must only come out at this particular moment. That like is he's got so an area funny. to let it go. So I, if you have strong feelings about hip hipping um and just for context if you didn't listen to the last episode it's um the hip hip hooray that happens three times at the end of the birthday song yeah. here so um we're i want more messages about this it has genuinely yeah. made my week mm, yeah same that was a good one yeah that was a good one um jumping right in though to culture quirks yeah. i have nothing to update you on my life my okay. life is just still pitter-pattering along. All so. right, there we go. <laughs> like to hear it. Um, but jumping right into our culture quirks for this week, and if it's your first time listening, a culture quirk is just um, something that we've noticed different in the culture here in um, Australia slash in WA mm -hmm. um, versus how we grew up. And I just want to clarify, this is our experience. These things might not be hard and true facts. It's just how we have experienced life here. And speaking once again about the sliding into our dms uh let us know if this is not what you experience yeah it's very 100%. interesting to hear if it both is. from the american perspective and from the australian perspective yes a hundred percent let us know because also we like to learn and we yeah. like to know new things yeah so let us know um i'll go first for my culture quirk this week Please that's do. okay um so it's not it's not really a culture quirk oh, like it is but it's not at the same time it just is something that i have had a really hard time overcoming oh um and that is that our seasons are different on this side of the globe than mm -hmm. they are in the States. And I had this conversation with my brother-in-law while I was back home. Um, and I was just like, winter here for me is so hard. Mm -hmm. It's long and I've... Uh, 
acclimated to the weather, so it's cold. Yeah. But nothing good comes out of it. Right. (laughs) There's no, like... There's no snow. Yeah. There's no, like... This is what we were talking about, too, is that because... In the States, because our winter, while, yes, dreary and cold, it actually lands in the part of the year where a lot of holidays happen. Mm -hmm. So it feels warm. You're constantly seeing family. It feels, like, exciting. Yeah. Whereas here, it feels just, like, dread. And so... (laughs) Not to be dramatic. (laughs) It's very wet here. Like, this is when it gets really rainy. Really, really rainy. Um, And the houses here aren't insulated in the same way that houses are. At least we both come from parts of the states that get chilly Mm -hmm. and they get get snow. So it might look different in other spots in the states. Totally. um, Our houses are not insulated here. No. Um, So the houses themselves get really cold and they don't warm up during the day. Even if it's really nice outside yeah inside the house always feels very cold that's always really thrown me for the winters here yeah it's just it just feels miserable which is you're i'm so dramatic in saying that especially (laughs) coming from you who experienced in minnesota like a winter that lasts nine nine months no that would be (laughs) no it's Um, not that long no but it is too long it is um but what i've noticed is that like i have to stop following people or like have to be very conscientious about my time on social media because I'll get like really intense FOMO. Yeah. Like right now, my friends are going to the beach, and I'm yeah. like, "You could go to the beach. It would just be really cold and windy." Yeah, and I would hate it. Yeah, <laughs> no more FOMO from that. <laughs> yeah, or like in the winter when everyone's like curling up with yeah. a cup of hot cocoa or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like sweating. Yeah, and like yeah, Won't let anyone touch I mean, you. Granted, I do absolutely love the heat i've decided that i could never live anywhere cold ever again i don't think i know your eyes just got so big oh my gosh i don't think i don't think i could i think i just i thought that i was a winter person and then i moved here and i was like absolutely not i'm not a winter person (laughs) clearly i know clearly i'm i'm over here like (laughs) i need to start taking like vitamin d pills or something to up my mood i think you just need to go outside more during the day I do go outside. Just stand Sometimes. there and soak it up. Soak it up the sun. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. But that's my culture quirk. It's no, not it's... much of a cool quirk as much something that I just wanted to complain about. It's <laughs> a safe space. Go for it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. My culture quirk is actually beach related. No. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. No, no, so, that's fine. Um, in the U.S., there is – so sea glass is a thing. And yes. I, I think most people who are in the U.S. know about sea glass. And it's, it's – I mean, it's trash <laughs> – trash glass <laughs> that has been um, kind of knocked around in the ocean, but it actually happens in lakes too. Yeah. Um, and then comes up and it's like beautiful and kind of um, refined. Yeah. The so, edges are less. Yeah. Are really soft yeah. and it looks, it looks pretty. So it, it looks pretty, like yeah. pieces of rock that yeah. are, you know, blue or green or whatever. We all know, whatever. It's trash that was in the water. That's sad, but it came out. It's beautiful. Yes. So it's a thing. People have like bowls of sea glass in yeah. their like bathrooms and stuff like yeah. it's kind of a thing yeah um people collect sea glass on the mm-hmm. you know as they're walking along the ocean yeah here yeah it's just garbage oh really yep so i definitely have glass like actually now that you're saying that that makes a lot of sense <laughs> people have always been like why are you collecting <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> so the first in 2017 oh when i was here we were walking along a dog beach with my sister and brother-in-law and my husband and a, a dog yeah helpful um and 
I was like, whoa, there's so much sea glass here. And I was just going ham. I, I picked up so much sea glass. I had like a giant bag Wait, of what sea beach glass. Wait, what beach were you at? Uh, I think it was the O'Connor Dog Beach. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Burn, Burns Beach, way up north. Mm. That one also has a lot of sea glass. And I've gone collecting yeah. with one of my friends from the UK when she was here. Yeah. We went and collected a lot. And her and I were like infatuated yes. with the sea glass. I was so excited. And my brother-in-law was like, that's garbage. Like, why are you <laughs> garbage? <laughs> it's and rubbish. It's so funny. But I was like, that's probably why there's so much of it here. Because no one's picking it up because it's pretty. So they're just leaving it there because they think it's trash. And then I'm over that here like so a little funny. scavenger bird trying to pick up all the sea glass. So... I, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um, if anybody, because that it could be wrong. It could be just like yeah, you know, just maybe it's just your brother-in-law hates sea glass <laughs> who was like that's trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nobody else seemed interested in it. Like yeah, if okay. I see sea glass, I'm an adult. If I see sea glass on the ground, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I'm immediately excited. Yeah. I have seen a few artists use it. I've seen like a lot of artists. Okay. I feel like use sea glass. If you go to the Fremantle markets, mm. there's um, a jewelry artist that will make rings and necklaces out of them. Okay. I've got a, um, I have a ring from her. It's, oh, it's very, very pretty. lovely. I'm not wearing it, but I'll show you later. Yeah. It's oh. very pretty. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's the only time I ever see it used is like in jewelry or some art sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I think you're right. Like no one like collects it yeah. that I'm aware of. But it makes it really good for the people who do. I know. I love haven it. Haven for sea glass aficionados here. <laughs> What's your favorite color to collect? It's okay. I get excited when I found brown sea glass because that oh, feels like okay. the rarest. Really? I feel like blue is the rarest. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Because what bottles are made of blue anymore? Booze bottles? No, I know, but which brands? Like, I've oh, not, I don't know. I've not seen a blue booze bottle in a long time. You know, if I go to the bottle shop or whatever, I feel like yeah. I see brown. I don't know. I feel like I don't see that much brown. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. Maybe we can swap because I've got a lot of brown. <laughs> you, you can collect a swap meetup and I can have your blue. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, moving along, Hannah, do you want to introduce our theme for this week? Yeah, I am really excited about this. And I do want to give a shout out to my husband. And um, we're just starting off strong by being very nice to him. So that's great because there was some... There, there are some backlash some coming from our husband. Slanderous. Actually, my husband doesn't listen. He's an unsupportive king. <laughs> and so I can say whatever I want. Oh, my bad. I listen out loud in the house. <laughs> Me really don't have a choice. Um, So he came up with this topic as something he wanted to hear. And I would encourage our listeners to do the same thing. If there's something you want us to chat about. Slide into our DMs. Slide right in, friendos. They're very open. Mm -hmm. Um, So Jared's idea was to do three things you didn't know about. And then our three collective homes. So Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So WA, Minnesota. And North Carolina. So I love today that. we are going to be um, sharing some facts. And I do have to, when I was growing up, I was like really, really into fun facts. I okay. don't know if that was a thing, but I got a book of fun facts and I would tell people them all the time, probably to the point of annoyance. So this is really bringing back some good stuff for me. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Do you want to start us off then? Since you're so excited. <laughs> Yeah, I will. You're going to start us off with some Minnesota fun facts. Yeah. Was that good? Oh. Some Minnesota fun facts. That was really talented. Thank you. Have you just been practicing? I have been. (laughs) I've been practicing a lot. (laughs) Um, So, 
my very favorite Minnesota fun fact. And to be, I just want to, I vetted this. Yes. This is peer reviewed by my own self, but I found other, (laughs) I found it online by reputable sources. It is peer reviewed by yourself. (laughs) So anyways, I found sources. I found reputable sources for this information. Good. Good. Don't come for me because everyone tries to when I give them this fun fact. And it is the most fun Minnesota fact I have. Okay, good. Starting off so strong. Okay. I'm so excited. Minnesota, well known for lakes. Yes. Right? Known as the the land of 10,000 lakes. Yes. We actually have closer to 12,000. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm. Is that the fun fact? It isn't. Nope. That's a preamble to the fun fact. (laughs) That's how fun it is. So Minnesota has more shoreline than California, Florida, and Hawaii combined wow that is a fun fact <laughs> i for i know that this is an audio only but i just want everyone to know that hannah just aggressively <laughs> stuck her finger into my face All right there's a mic between us there's good space <laughs> the shock and awe that that I, is amazing right so i want to be clear here Yes. My source is National Public Radio and Minnesota Public Radio. So I tell you, it's very, very real. Yes. And the numbers, the numbers match the fact, folks. I love so it. if you're looking at the amount of shoreline as the number of the amount of miles that go around water. So okay. we're looking right. at lakes. That makes sense. We're looking at ocean, obviously not for Minnesota, but for the other yeah. three. And we're looking at Uh, Rivers? Ponds and rivers. Ponds and rivers. In all of them. Yes. Yes. And Minnesota just, just decimates. It's amazing. So um, in total. Yes. And this is obviously in miles. So including shoreline, so rivers, ponds, lakes, Mm. and ocean. The combination of California, Hawaii, and Florida is... 168,000, pretty much close to 169,000. 69,000. 169,000 miles. 169,000 miles. I'm just, my brain is All computing. good. It's a big number. It's a very big number. But so it's a lot of shoreline. Okay. Minnesota? That's, yeah. Has 183,000 <gasps> miles alone. In Minnesota alone is a single state. I'll and that you. is shocking to me because it's a landlocked state. It sure as heck <laughs> is. Or really, is it a waterlocked state with some land around it? Apparently. It kind of sounds like it at this point. It does. Oh my gosh. I wait, what is the what's the actual like land um not circumference is not the right word. Um oh, land not like mass. the size of Minnesota. I wanna know how much land is in Minnesota. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after some offline Googling here, <laughs> some magic of editing. Love it. Um, Minnesota has um, just under 87,000 square miles. Right. Okay. So it is... So the shoreline is like length. This is square miles. Right, so. I, right, right, right. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of water for the size. It's That's a the, lot of water. Yeah. It is um, the 12th largest U.S. state by area. Yep. Did I tell you what? Not doing too bad for water, Minnesota. Not doing bad for water. Amazing. So we've started off super strong with my very favorite Minnesota. We have started off so strong. My first one um, is just, it's just a random fun fact that is not 
it's I think it's special because of a situation that happened to me. So most of my fun facts have follow up stories okay. from myself. I'm so here for it. <laughs> my first fun fact: I learned this my freshman year of uni. And it's that Krispy Kreme was founded in North Carolina in 1937 in Winston-Salem. Very weird and random. Oh. I know. So fun. I don't think anyone... I feel like North Carolina is one of those states where it like kind of comes out of left field a little yeah. bit. People don't realize how cool it is. It's a very cool state, in my personal and humble opinion. It's your selling point right now. Is the cool state because it founded Krispy Kreme. Um, You've got follow-up. Fun I do facts. have I do have follow up fun facts, but I did put this one top. No kidding. <laughs> I'm. Have you been? Does it, I'm assuming okay. it's still a thing. Yes, it's still a thing. It okay. still stands. So my follow up story and why I know this yeah. is because one time in uni there was this random group of girls that I ran into, and they were like, "We're gonna do this road trip around North Carolina where we do 21 things in 21 hours." Whoa! I did not know these girls. I want this to be clear. Did not know them. And I was like, I'm in. They picked me up at my dorm at 1 a.m. And we drove around North Carolina for 21 hours. Wow. And and during one of these things, we stopped at the original Krispy Kreme. It sounded like you needed the sustenance. We did. I know. Hilarious. But it was just like very random, very fun. I wouldn't have probably and I, I ended up rooming I ended up rooming with three of those girls Whoa. later. We ended up being like besties. The power of Krispy Kreme. I know. We did a lot of other things and what is really well obviously we did 21 of yeah, 20, well, 20 other things. 20 yeah. other things, but what is so funny to me is that even on that trip, though, those girls that I ended up rooming with, we are like did not become friends from that trip. Like they oh. looked at me and they were like, "Who is this random girl?" Fair like, enough. How, how did we? How did? Why is she with the group right now? Yeah. But I just went, one random girl that I met that was like, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yep." That it sounds like a, the right choice. It was the right choice. It was very fun, and now mm-hmm. I know that the original Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Does yeah. it look like kind of an old timey donut restaurant? Or? Yeah. No, it still has. You know how like. Krispy Kremes have the conveyor belt and you can like watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it still has. Like still has all of that. It just looks vintage. Oh. Well, there you go. It's obviously had a remodel since 1937. <laughs> it's probably a good thing for health yeah. and safety reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first fun fact. You want to roll us in with the number number 2? Yeah. Uh so I am going straight in with a fact about a bar. So Nice. Yeah. So I don't know if you know the capital of Minnesota. Nope is St. Paul. Love it. It's where I'm from. The largest city is Minneapolis. But yes. this is something I feel very passionate about people knowing because the capital city is St. Paul. Everyone says thinks it's Minneapolis. Ugh, it's not rude. I know. I'll tell you what. Listeners, you will not make that mistake again. Never make the mistake again. Because Minnesota almost had the capital name Pig's Eye. <gasps> pig's Eye? Yes. Like two. Like Bullseye, but then a pig? Yeah, yeah, but two different words. So Pig's Eye. Could you imagine, like, oh, yeah, my name's Hannah. I'm from Minnesota. I'm from the capital city. Pig's Eye. Pig's Eye. Uh, No, thank you. So the reason it was almost named Pig's Eye uh, was because there was a bar. The first bar in Minnesota was owned and, well, run by this man whose nickname was Pig's Eye because... He was blind in one eye, so he had. It was a French nickname to begin with, and then it was translated into okay. English. So, right. Anyways, this man's name was nickname was Pig's Eye, and everybody called him that. And oh my gosh! So there was a fort 
and a bar, like a military fort and yeah. a bar. And um, obviously, this is after European settlers came in. Yeah. There's like an incredible and thriving Native American communities in Minnesota before yeah. this, but this was with the when the white settlers came in. So they had Fort Snelling and then this bar, Pig's Eyes Bar. So to get mail coming, people would say, oh, just send it to Pig's Eyes. Pig's Eyes. Oh, Pig's Eyes Bar. Right. So send it to the Pig's Eye Bar. And so they started addressing it. So if I were to address it to you, I'd be like, Sarah, care of Pig's Eye. Oh. So I'd be like, Sarah, Pig's Eye, Minnesota. Oh, right. my gosh. So... This was he was not a stand-up dude. <laughs> oh, wasn't he? Nah. I mean oh. apparently he was like a bootlegger, sure. had some other enough to have be in a bar. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So well he actually like he owned it. Well, he was right, a bartender. Right, right. But he he was some he engaged in some sketchy activities outside of the bar. The Catholic Church was like, I see where this is going. I am not into this capital city being named after this man who sucks. So we are going to start a church, and it's going to be called St. Paul. And St. Paul's Cathedral yeah. is there, and that is now what St. Paul is named after. But they had to make a conscious effort to not make the capital city of Minnesota be named Pig's Eye. That is hilarious. Yeah. Pig's Eye. Could you imagine? Wow, the church really had their hold on that one. Now, St. Paul. Yeah, they really went a different direction. They were like, excuse you. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. No, it was literally a Catholic priest was like, no, thank you. Thanks, that but is, no thanks. That is so funny. Well, I'm just going to segue right into mine. Please do. Mine has much less of a history, mm. but it is a very fun fact. Um, Asheville, which is where my parents are, yeah. is um, the number one um, brewing capital of America. No kidding. Yeah. It has 21.8 breweries per 100,000 people. <laughs> I know. So, so are these like, do you know if these are active, like you can go or they just yes. produce beer? No, no, no. These are like active breweries, including Sierra Nevada and, no way. and New Belgium are both in North in Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. But Asheville's not that big, is it? Um, Let me look. I don't know the actual population, but I can tell you something about New Belgium. Oh. And it has a slide. And you can go on the <laughs> tour of the brewery. And afterwards, you go down a slide. So it's like an adult-sized slide. Yeah. Wow. That would not be great after a couple of beers. No, it's best after a couple <laughs> beers. <laughs> um, let me look. As of 2020. Yeah. The population of Asheville was less than 100,000 people. So I think that means that we have like 28 to 30 breweries. That's a lot. I mean, breweries to person. Yeah. That's a lot. That's those a- are people who can and cannot drink. So you're thinking about, that's yeah. a, you had a lot of options. A lot of options. Yeah. Wow. Very fun. It's just a very funny, it's just a really funny fact for a very like small city. Yes. It. And it is a city, like Asheville is a city, but it's very, mm-hmm. very, it's tiny, you know. Yeah. I mean, but it has yeah. a lot of breweries. <laughs> a lot of breweries. The people are passionate about their, <laughs> their beer. Not a lot else to do, except for maybe go to Krispy Kreme. Well, uh, um, speaking of food okay. and drinks, um, I'm going to talk about, the, this is my last Minnesota fun fact. Yeah. Before Sarah gives her last North Carolinian fun yes. fact. And then we're going to dive into some WA fun facts. Love it. Um, so, Minnesota has the second largest state fair in the country. Can you guess who the first one is? Because I didn't, but then it was very obvious when I Isn't it Chicago? It no. Oh. It's Texas. Oh. But I was like, oh, listen, like, 
I don't know. Plus. I've been to the Chicago State Fair, and I feel back, back in, like, uh, probably would have been, like, 2001, yeah. and I feel like back then, they were like, this is the largest. Oh. But it t- probably wasn't. Nope. I'm probably remembering incorrectly Chicago as a, a six-year-old. I'm probably not <laughs> not correct. Um, so, the Minnesota State Fair is the second largest state fair by attendance. Okay. So, it's not width Right, right. Not landmass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Minnesota State Fair lasts for 12 days. Texas State Fair. I don't know. I'm adding in these Texas facts, mm-hmm. but I was very interested. It's a 24-hour event, so that one's very. That's very oh, intense. They see them all packed 24 in. Hours. Yeah, it's not nuts. I was very surprised, but imagine being a staff member. <laughs> no, thank you. So attendance in 2019 was a record visit of two million 126,551 people over those 12 days. Wow, coming through the state fair gates. Wow. Um. The largest that they saw was almost 300,000 people on a single day. Oh my gosh. It's a lot of people. It is how a many huge times, deal. How many, times, how, how many times have you been a number in that list? To be honest, my family didn't go every year. But okay. for a lot of people, it's a tradition that happens sure. just before the school year. Um, it's just before Labor Day. So like a lot of people go okay. with their kids just before the school year starts. Minnesota is – so it's, it's nicknamed the Great Minnesota – get together. And there are some really weird and cool things about the Minnesota State Fair. Tell me. Lay them on me. So um, the first is that there are more than 500 food items sold at the Minnesota State Fair. (gasps) It's a lot of food. 500. Yeah. It's a lot of food. Different Mm -hmm. food like stalls. No, different food items. But to be fair, a lot of places well, a lot specialize of, yeah. in a thing. It'll be like, yeah, it'll be like one one stall is like one stall fried like, Oreos or whatever yes. it is. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it is just like weird, fun, cool things. So my personal favorite food to eat at the state fair. So um, Martha's cookies, sweet Martha's cookies are okay. like these little chocolate chip cookies and that's all they do. They just sell cookies. They just the sell place. the cookies. And it, it is like ridiculous. You walk around the state fair and there's just like smooshed cookies all over the ground. They sell them by the bucket. Oh. You can buy them also by the sleeve. Okay. But that's like classic Minnesota state fair food. Right. But a, so every family gets a bucket. Yeah. The biggest oh kind of thing to do food wise is to get food on a stick. Right. So uh, that I, is very, is, that's uh, very fair esque. It is. But they do all sorts of things on a stick, like yeah. deep fried. Uh, deep fried Snickers bars on a stick. So lots of deep fried things on a stick. Yeah. But there was more than 80, 80 on a stick foods. That's an official oh. stat from the state of Minnesota. Oh my gosh. So out of the 500, 80 of those are on a stick. Of- <laughs> I had spaghetti on a stick when I went. I went with um, no. <laughs> Jared and his dad. Um, when his dad came to visit, it was great timing for the state fair. So yeah, spaghetti and meatballs on a stick. And then um, my personal favorite, because they get weird, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, okay. It was a giant pickle. <gasps> hollowed you out. You know how I feel about pickles. I know, I know. You know. This is not going to conflict well with your, this is going to conflict directly with your food allergies. Oh, okay. But you can just enjoy it from afar. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. So it's a giant pickle hollowed out. Okay. Inside the pickle is a sausage. Oh. And then that is breaded and deep fried oh. on a stick. It, it is a corn dog. It's a corn dog with a pickle, and then you put your right ketchup and mustard and stuff on it. It was honestly so Wait, good. Okay, I actually feel like that makes a lot of sense mm. because 
you put relish on like hot dogs and things. Yes. Like that's very normal to yeah. put. Like that makes a lot of sense why that's good. It was incredible. I'm salivating. <laughs> <laughs> Can't eat it, but sounds amazing. I mean, maybe. It's I guess corn? it's a corn dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't risk it at that not. particular facility. No, I think that's probably Maybe I can make them for myself. Invite Let's me. Let's make them. Ooh, yes. Okay. We'll I'm so make, excited. We'll have to make them vegan too, though. That's fine. Okay, great. Like vegan sausages? Yeah. Just vegetarian sausages, right? Yeah. Sounds very yummy and honestly kind of healthy now. I know. Pickles are a cucumber. Yeah. So you get your vegetable. Food. You get your corn meal. Vegetable. There's we- health on a stick. Health on a stick. Um, that's my favorite thing that I've eaten there. But they, it's not just food. There's um, live entertainment. There's over 900 free entertainment shows. There's um, obviously drinks everywhere. Yeah. But it's well known for um, a couple things. So people come from all over the state to mm. do this. So there's a lot of farming communities in Minnesota. And so they there's a lot of animal shows, like 4-H yeah. shows. Yeah. And then my favorite one that I've ever attended, and this kind of rocketed to skyrocketed to popularity yeah it was i don't know there's a feature on this one particular animal exhibit yeah it's a llama costume contest oh my god it is everything you would dream and imagine it to be have you had anyone enter it that you know no but i've been you've been yeah yeah, and it was incredible how can you not go i know once i heard about it i was like i need to buy tickets to the state fair immediately but the best part of this is so it's kids yeah the best part of it is that you oh, dress up children. with your llama. <gasps> so they judge the oh llama like, based gosh. on like how comfortable they are in their costume. <gasps> and they also base it on costume and you dress up with them. So like you oh are a loofah and your llama is <gasps> bubbles or you are an alien and your llama is a spaceship. Stop it. <laughs> it is Wait, that's incredible. incredible. And these kids work. So they have, there's different age brackets for yeah. it. And so yeah, these okay. kids work really hard on these costumes. They're yeah. really good. I that love llamas. That is so good. Yeah. It was, it's such, I look it up. I like, it is worth a Google. I hope that my TikTok is hearing me and that it will just bless me on my For llamas You and page. Costumes. Llamas and costumes. Yeah, llamas and costumes. Yeah. Minnesota Fair. <laughs> Wait, um, I have a question. Yeah. Well, not much a question, but can you imagine what if they dressed up as like the Emperor's New Groove <gasps> and the llama was, was Cusco, Cusco as a llama? As a llama. <laughs> oh my gosh, but what if the guy was, um, what if the what if the person was the other guy, yeah. uh, Kronk? Oh, Kronk! <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be so good. So it sounds like we need a llama. Am I hearing you right? Yes, you are correct. Okay. We first need to buy property. Okay. And then we will buy a llama. And then we will go working on that costume. We are going to get the llama a visa. And we're going to go <laughs> to the Minnesota State Fair. That fair. Because it sounds like we have a, a winning idea. I think so, too. Actually, honestly, if anyone is in Minnesota and takes that idea, take let it. us know. Take it. We have not trademarked it. Not yet. Well, we yeah, better be better, speedy. Be speedy. <laughs> Get on it. State um, Fair should be coming up in a few months. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, I know. Um, and then the last thing I will say that they have there, and it's it's because it's really sweet, they have a um, birthing center. It's a CHS Miracle of Birth Center for animals. And so they have animals who are about to give birth and then who have just given birth. And so you can go in there and like watch animals being born. And then they have like experts in there talking about it. And then you can also go in there and so you watch them being born, but you can also go in and see like just born baby pigs or just born little horses or cows. It's incredible. 
That's it's a lovely. different part. Like I, I grew up in the city. It's a very different part of Minnesota. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of farming community and it's yeah. a cool way to kind of combine those two things. That is beautiful. So there is my That's heartwarming lovely. end. Okay. So if slash when yes. we go visit Minnesota, we need to go at that time of year. September is a good time to go. It sounds like it would be a lovely time to go. Yeah. Also, September, October is a lovely time to go to North Carolina. We can make this a whole trip. Oh my gosh. Because the leaves are so beautiful yeah. at that time of year. The peepers. That's what they're called, people who go travel yeah. to look at leaves. Yeah. And we could go to, to North Carolina. I can show you there. We can go peep the there. The we can go peep. <laughs> we can go I love it. Plan <laughs> to. Planning our vacations already. We are here for it. All right. My last yeah. fun fact about North Carolina is that North Carolina is um, the home to the largest home in the country. Um, really? Yes. Yes. The Biltmore that- Estate. All coming out of really Asheville. left field for me. Oh, really? Oh, I, I was gonna... not expecting these. Like, I wasn't... All three of your yeah. facts, I would not have been like, North Carolina seems like the biggest house in the U.S. would be there. Yeah, it is. I'm shook. I, isn't that fun? What's really fun, though, is that Jeremy and I had passes to this house, and we would go all the time. Like, literally all wow. the time. So the house was um, made, and I've also been on every single private tour that they offer because <gasps> I'm obsessed She's with... Biltmore head? <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with the Vanderbilt family. Okay. Obsessed. Interesting. Yeah. So I literally, Jeremy would get me like passes to go like on the roof for my birthday. <laughs> I know. So I'm like not much of a history buff, but the Vanderbilts, I love them. <laughs> wow. She found her niche. I know. I did. And I am obsessed. Yeah. I just, I, I'm obsessed. Yeah. So we would literally, we would literally go all the time and my mom would get us, um, passes for christmas she'd be oh. like well here's your here's your annual gift to the film <laughs> i know and it's so beautiful and um yeah so it was it was it started construction in 1895 uh-huh um and then george and edith vanderbilt they got married and went on like a four-year honeymoon in europe all right dream and then when they came back that's when the house is completed and so they oh, moved they in honeymooned so their house could be built. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I don't think the house, look at me. I, well, I mean, I haven't been back in a, I did go back when I was home. And it was, Good. Yeah, and it was hilarious. But um, I've lost a lot of my history mm-hmm. and I haven't pulled up on my phone. But um, I don't think that it was like fully completed. So the house itself is over 250 rooms. <gasps> Are you? I'm not kidding. Like it's massive, Hannah. It's enormous um but every single time jeremy and i would go to the house we would always go in they have the most beautiful estate like okay the gardens are immaculate Mm -hmm. and like the most beautiful greenhouses and wineries and i'm sorry i know this Uh, you said it was the largest house in the u.s i should have been thinking bigger you should have been thinking bigger it's huge i feel like i need to show you pictures yeah just to but i'll show you after yeah um it's massive it's massive. You walk in and like the entryway is three stories high. You like look up and oh. there's like artwork painted on the ceilings. It's a museum, really. It's just a massive museum. Um, and our favorite rooms to go into, we would love to see the. And again, I've seen this house I'm so many. With I've your seen this obsession. house like hun- not not literally hundreds of times. So many times. Yeah. So many times. My favorite rooms. I would always go to the library that was three stories high and had um, three fireplaces. <gasps> and behind each fireplace, there was a staircase that went oh. w- that would go up into their bedrooms. So that in the morning they wouldn't have to change to go downstairs to the library they could just like sneak in from their bedroom and go down behind the secret this passageway this house <laughs> sounds like a fairy tale home it is 
It's a fairy tale and it's amazing. And it's so beautiful. And my fun fact about that house is so George died. Edith was left alone. Um, and um, to keep them afloat, she sold what is now the Pisgah State Forest to the state of North Carolina. And that's how we have our national park. It was sold. Wow. Yeah. Very generous. I mean, I mean well, it's not that generous. She was keeping herself afloat. But yeah. Someone's got to pay for those staircases to I get know. down to the library. I know. So while I was home, actually, I my friend flew up from Florida and we went to the Biltmore. It was yeah. very, very fun. But then a few days later, my sisters and I kayaked through the estate. <gasps> Through, like, uh, the I, river. This place sounds absolutely nuts. I genuinely don't think I can wrap my mind. I'm going to have to think, look at pictures I don't think afterwards. you can wrap no. your mind. It's just, like, it's the most massive. Also, on one of these guided tours, Jeremy and I learned that there are 182 gargoyles on <laughs> this listen, on this mansion. And each gargoyle is different. What? Every single one was like no hand. wonder it took four years to honeymoon think, during this. Yeah, they were on a honeymoon for forever. Yeah, ever yeah. they had to finish the gargoyle faces. Yeah, I know, I know. Isn't that hilarious? What? I could tell you so many random facts. I could tell you more random facts about the Biltmore <laughs> than I could about the state of North <laughs> Carolina. I'm just obsessed. That is amazing. I know, amazing. But anyways, let's move on to our WA facts. Yeah, I'm still reeling from the number of rooms in this house. But um, yes, WA facts. That sounds good. <laughs> you want to start us off with our WA facts? I am going to start us off with our WA facts. Oh, great. Sorry. And I'll tell you what. I feel like all of our facts have kind of transitioned well into each they other. They have. They've segued quite nicely. Yeah. So even though now we are talking about Western Australia, which is where we both currently live and call home... Um, I, this segues well. It does. So this is amazing. Great. So Western Australia is the world's second largest state. Wow. So we knew that WA was large. Massive. But not population-wise. No. <laughs> Geographically. <laughs> um, it's, it's humorous how very much not the largest, second largest state we are um, population-wise. I know. But, um, What's the first? The first largest is yeah. Russia's yeah, okay. Saka Republic. I don't know yeah. if I'm saying that right. As a state in Russia. Sure. Um, but yeah, we are the second largest state wow. in the world in any wow. country. That's amazing. So when people think about, or excuse me, about Australia as a whole, they don't generally, sometimes people are like, oh, can you just like go over to yeah. Canberra? Well, actually, well, no nobody one, has ever, no one asked, ever asked, asked me about Canberra. <laughs> I take that back a billion times. <laughs> people usually say Sydney. Yeah. Like, can you just go to Sydney? Like, have you gone to Sydney? Do you spend a lot of time? But no. It takes me forever, which we've talked about before, but. Um, it does take forever. Yeah. So. I, I, this is like, thinking about how large Australia is compared to the U.S., it's it's very large. Yeah. It's relatively comparable. Yeah. But yeah, WA as a state yeah. is second largest state in the world. It's huge. So if you're thinking like Texas is huge. Nope. I'll tell you what. Think again. Not. <laughs> Think again. I'm talking about Texas a lot more than I normally would. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Texas. Yeah. I've got relatives in Texas. Hmm. Yeah. Mostly I know about their state fair. <laughs> and that they aren't as large as WA. Facts. Two. <laughs> two facts. Two facts. Um, my fact, one of my facts, I actually learned this weekend um, with one of my friends here. Um, and we were just chatting about how WA is often known for mining. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you know what our number one mining thing is? Like export? Yeah. No. It's gold. 
Okay, I feel bad that I don't know this because that- I've been to one of the biggest gold producing mines in the world in WA. Yeah. In Kalgoorlie. Yeah. It is our number one still. Yes. I thought that it was like ore. I, I would have also thought ore or like we're investing a lot in lithium mines right now. Yeah. For batteries, but. Nope. It is gold. <laughs> Good old fashioned gold. I know. And that's short and sweet. To yeah. the point. You can gold. <laughs> you can check out. Jared loves the uh, Perth Mint. It's actually it's cool. Oh, but he is obsessed with it. Love that. I don't. Oh, I, I mean it's that. cool, but I'll tell you what, he's really into it. Okay. Um, they have some of the raw gold, like some pieces of raw gold. Yeah. That have been found in WA, and yeah. it's really incredible. It's just giant chunks of pure gold. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. hard to get in there, so nobody try to rob it. <laughs> it's very clear. It's not like they're hanging out outside. No, 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 no. But you can pick... There's like a pretend wheelbarrow full of gold. Wait, stop. <laughs> so you can't take a photo like you're wheelbarrowing a bunch of gold away from the mine. Oh, or from the uh, mint. Uh, from the mint. Yeah. Wait, stop. That's actually kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll go that. with... Actually, Jared will go with you if you want to go to the mint. Great. Jared, this is my formal invitation. Let's <laughs> go together. Love it. I don't want to go, so. Okay, let's be friends, Jared. I'll hang out with Jeremy. We can go (laughs) do something else in the city. You can go play soccer. No. Oh, well, Jeremy can't play right now because of his knee anyways. Neither one of us can play. Him because of an injury, me because of the lack of skill. You guys can meet us at a bar somewhere. Perfect. We'll just hang out in the city and then you two can learn about gold. It's a date. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. My second WA fun fact, and I knew... I had an inkling that this was a fact, but I actually did not know how intense this fact was. Okay, I'm excited. So, Western Australia is now home to the largest herd of feral camels (laughs) in the world. (laughs) And there's a lot of camels in Australia. Yeah. WA has 45% of the nation's camels, but this was actually back in 2014. I'm sure that number's gone up. I agree, because... um, they were estimating that it was going to go up by about, it was going to double. Um, there was about 9,000 and it was going to double in about a year. And that was a couple years ago. So. Oh my gosh. I don't know why we have so many. I'll tell you why. Oh, tell so me. So I looked this up too because I was like, because yeah, they're not I native. Re- no, I remember being told about this when I first visited and I was like, ah, okay. Google camels in Western Australia because there's a heat map of where <laughs> these camels live <laughs> seem like some kind of natural disaster. I mean, it definitely makes sense to me that they, like, they retain oh, water. It makes sense. Climate. That, it ma- makes sense why they're living, but I don't know why they're here. Right. Because they aren't from here. Correct. They had to be imported here by humans. Correct. And they were actually imported here by humans because of the gold mines. Oh, gosh. And stop. that is our next transition. It was a little bit of a slow thing from the gold to the, to the camels, but we got there. Um... So, yeah, they thrive in the Australian desert because yeah. this is, like, a great location for them. So they were um, – there's up to 20,000 one-humped camels from 1840 to 1907 were brought to yeah. Australia. Yeah. Um, they were imported. So yeah. they, it was, like – it was – yeah, they were imported as a good because of transport. Yeah. And they were great for exploration, yeah. especially to the gold fields. Yeah. Because people were trying to get out there for gold. Yeah. Because they can carry a male camel, at least. I, There's no information here about female camels, so apologies. But um, rude. <laughs> patriarchy is alive and well in the camel world. 
A male camel can carry up to 600 kilos on its back. <gasps> 600 kilos? Yeah, yeah. For our um, pounded people. <laughs> that's like 1,200 pounds. It's a lot. It's over 1,000 pounds. Yeah. Like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well over 1,000 pounds. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of person and a lot of gold. So for a place that has a lot of gold and yeah. things to keep people alive up yeah. when they're in the desert exploring yeah. for gold. So... Obviously, by 1930, camels kind of were not the primary form of transportation anymore. Australia mm-hmm. moved on to mostly rail um, to get yes. out to these more rural yeah, yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of the camels who were brought out there were just, like, released. And they were like, well, bye, friendo. You have a good time living in the Australian desert by yourself. And they did, Sarah. They yeah. had a great time. They had a great time. They've thrived, and they are now feral. Feral camels is not a phrase. I really thought I was going to hear. No. But I'm, uh, yeah. They really prospered and multiplied. Yeah. They, yeah. That heat map. I really would recommend a Google for that heat map alone. That is so funny. Um, well, my last fun fact um, yeah. about... WA yeah. is that we have a little island off the coast and um, it is home to a little animal that is so sweet and so cute, a little tootie <laughs> called a quokka. Uh-huh. And those quokkas um, are native to that little little island. And that little island alone, actually. And that yeah. little island alone. The little island's called Rottnest Island. Have you been? I have. Yes. Do you know why it's called Rottnest? No, I don't. Oh, Miss, I love this bag. It kind of sounds... Is it going to be gross? It... No. Oh, okay. Well, rottenest, you know, it doesn't What sound, do you think it sounds like? Like a rotten nest. Rotten or a rat? Oh, no. Because the Dutch came, they looked, they saw the quokkas, which have been voted <gasps> the happiest animals They're in the world. They're so cute. They don't have natural predators. No. They just, like, thrive as much as they eat. Yeah. Um, they... Are their little marsupials? They carry their babies around in their pouch. Yeah, they're very cute, and they they look like they're smiling. They do. Their their cheeks turn upwards, so it looks so like, cute. And so a lot of oh, but what were you saying? No, 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 they, go so ahead. are you saying the rot? Oh, so yeah. the, the Dutch yeah. came. They saw these little marsupials oh, with no. these little smiley faces, and were like, "They're giant rats." Oh no! So they named it Rot Nest Island. It was Rat Nest Island, and were like, "Steer clear of this island that is wow. filled with giant rats." So they actually did pretty well for themselves because they avoided yeah. getting populated for, like, yeah. quite some time because yeah. um, nobody – why would you want to hang out on an island called Rat Nest Island? Yeah, you wouldn't. No. If you were – yeah, smart. Yeah. Disgusting. But anyways, now it's like a tourist attraction. Yeah. It's like a I, – I don't I, – sometimes when I describe Rat Nest to people, I describe it as, like, a wilderness Nantucket. Yeah. It's, like, it, there's a town, mm-hmm. kind of. People don't live. There are some full-time residents. No kidding. But most of them are only there for like tourist season. Tour it. No, but it's like they're they're there year round. Because like Rottenness is open year round. That's true. Yeah, and they have um, like a hotel and mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. And things there, but yeah, there's no. You can't motorize. You can't like drive around. No, you have to use um, a bike. Yeah, there's a bus, but oh, there is a bus. You're yeah. right. But it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's some like some of the most stunning beaches I've ever seen. Yeah. Like and great really, snorkeling. Yeah. Really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in May of 2018. Oh, beautiful. So for me, it was very warm. Yeah. Because I had just come out of winter in North Carolina. 
But everyone here thought I was crazy for swimming. Well, now. I mean, now I think that I would look at myself and be like, you're crazy for swimming. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it is those little quackas and people like on, there's like this hashtag that people post all around um, Instagram and social media and it's um, just selfie with a quacka. Hashtag quacka selfie. Yeah, quacka selfie. That's what the actual hashtag is. Yeah. It's very, they're very, very cute animals. They are very, very cute. They have them in like zoos and and animal reserves and stuff in other spots yeah. but yeah they it's bizarre that they are just native to that one I little know. island so crazy yeah anyways that was the last of my things super fun that was very very fun it was very fun to know about your state fair and the shorelines yeah and to be honest with you i'm feeling like there's a trip to north carolina in my future i think so i think there's a trip for me to minnesota i think that we should just go together anyways though this one's fun yeah I'm into i think it. that would... one of well, I can, I feel like I, Marcy was like, she was telling me oh, one yeah. of her, um, she was like, I'm really good at being a tourist in my own country. And I was yes. like, that's really beautiful. And I think that we should go be tourists in our own country. I love that. We would literally be tourists though. because oh, that's true. <laughs> um, but I think we should do more touristy things here. I agree. I don't know that we want to add like find feral camels to no. the list, but we could go to Rotnest. We could go to Rotnest. <laughs> we could go check out some cold mines. That's true. Let's do it. All right. And for this week hannah i think we'll be right i think we'll be right thanks for hanging out with us guys um find us on instagram and tiktok at we'll be right underscore podcast and we'll chat with you guys next week chat with you guys next week bye guys bye